Shall we bow down our heads and pray? Our Father and our Lord, we are before your mighty throne this morning. Put me aside. The hour has come. Minister to your people yourself. Let it not be about a prepared sermon. Let it not be about getting the context right or wrong or whatever, but let it be about you. In the mighty name of Jesus, may you touch every soul here this morning so that we we'll live here better than we came. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray with thanksgiving. Amen. I don't know if my video is ready. If the video is ready, let's watch it and then we'll proceed from there. Jesus told us 2,000 years ago that our mission is to go and make disciples of all nations. He also promised us that only after we accomplish that task will we receive the blessing of His return. So, how are we doing accomplishing our mission? To answer that, let's classify the 7 billion people on the earth today into three groups. Let's start with the Christians. About 33% of the world's population would identify itself as Christian. We call this segment of the population World C, C for Christian. It's important to remember that not all of the people that fall into World C are true believers in Christ. They merely identify themselves as Christian because of nominal belief in Jesus or because they live in a country where everyone is considered Christian, so they would do the same. Next, there's the 38% of the world that has access to the gospel but has chosen not to follow Jesus. They have Bibles in their language, churches nearby, friends or co-workers who are potentially Christians, or access to other Christian resources in their language. These people have access to the good news, but just haven't acted on it yet. This segment of the population is called World B. That leaves us with 29% of the world, just over one out of every four people on this planet who not only have never heard of Jesus, they have no chance of hearing the good news of Jesus Christ. They have no access to the gospel, no Bibles, no churches, no believers nearby, no chance to learn about Jesus. We call that 29% World A. Now on to missionaries. Only one out of every 1,800 Christians in World C decides to serve as a cross-cultural missionary. So, we can pull 400,000 missionaries out of that World C population. That's our total cross-cultural missionary force worldwide. Did you know that 72% of all our missionaries are going to World C? That's right. The vast majority of the missionaries being sent out are going to the people of the world that have Bibles and established churches. 25% of the missionaries are sent to World B, where there is already some access to the church and to the Bible. That leaves only 3% of the total missionary force to handle all of World A, the section of the population without any chance of hearing about Jesus. 29% of the world has no way to hear the gospel, but we're sending only a tiny portion of our Christian workers to them. What about finances? Annually, all those Christians in World C earn a total of $42 trillion. And together, they give about $700 billion to Christian causes each year. That includes everything. Christian nonprofits, churches, youth programs, missions, etc. Can you do the math? Less than 2% of Christian income is being given to Christ's causes. 
Out of that $700 billion given to all Christian causes, only $45 billion is given to missions specifically. That's a little over 6%. In fact, there is more money reported embezzled from the church each year than is given to missions. Remember those 400,000 missionaries? We have $45 billion to support them and their cross-cultural work. But how exactly is it allocated? Well, $39 billion goes to World Sea every year. Yep, 87% of that mission's money is being spent in areas of the world that have Bibles and churches available. $5.4 billion, or 12%, goes to World B each year, those that have access to the gospel message but have rejected it. That leaves only $450 million, or 1% of all missions money, going to World A, the least reached people of the world. To put that into perspective, annually Americans spend more money on Halloween costumes for their pets than get sent to World A. To summarize, only 3% of our missionary force, armed with only 1% of missions giving, is going out to reach the 2 billion people who don't have access to the gospel. Two billion people are still waiting for the good news of Jesus Christ. So here's a question for you. What are you going to do to change that? Thank you very much. I know the time is short, and so you will not have enough time to digest this. But I will mention a few of them as we go on. The last point that he made there about finances Americans spend more money on Halloween costumes on their pets, or Halloween costumes for their pets, than money that goes into worldwide missions. Mm. Hallelujah. All right, now let's open our Bibles to the book of Acts. Acts chapter 4, verse 32 to 37. Acts chapter 4, 32 to 37. Now the multitude of those who believed were of one heart and one soul. Neither did anyone say that any of the things he possessed was his own. But they had all things in common. And with great power, the apostles gave witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And great grace was upon them all. Nor was there anyone among them who lacked. For all who were possessors of lands or houses sold them and brought the proceeds of the things they were, that were sold and laid them at the apostles' feet. And they distributed to each as anyone had need. And Joseph, who also was named Barnabas by the apostles, which is translated son of encouragement, a Levite of the country of Cyprus, having land, sold it and brought the money and laid it at the apostles' feet. We are taking Acts 13, 1 to 5. Acts 13, 1 to 5. Now, in the church that was at Antioch, there were certain prophets and teachers. Barnabas, Simeon, who was called Niger, Lucius of Cyrene, Manian, who had been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch, and Saul. As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Spirit said, now separate to me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. Then having fasted and prayed and laid hands on them, they sent them away. So being sent out by the Holy Spirit, they went down to Seleucia and from there they sailed to Cyprus. And when they arrived in Salamis, 
they preached the word of God in the synagogues. In the synagogues of the Jews, they also had John as an assistant. Hallelujah. I'm preaching today, or I'm speaking today on the theme, the missions-minded church. The missions-minded church. Now, we, we, we all saw the video. In the video, over 2 billion people have not yet heard about the name Jesus. Not that they have heard, but not decided though. They've not even heard it for once. They've not even heard it once in their lifetime. Two billion people. To put it into context, that is the whole of Africa and the whole of Europe put together. Africa, as of 2021, we were 141, no, 134 billion people. And Europe, as of 2021, they were 746 million. So when you put it together, it's just a little over two billion. So that is two continents that have not yet heard the word of God. That is serious. Now, when we come to Ghana, you always forget about the global picture for now. When we come to Ghana, Ghana, we say we are what? Made up of 70% Christians. And the last census, uh, they, they told us that we are 33 million people, right? So when you do the math, it tells you that the 30% that have not yet accepted Christ, they are about 9.9 .9 million lives, 9.9 .9 million people that have not yet accepted Jesus Christ. That is our quota in the 2 billion that we have to work out. Hallelujah. Now, just to do a little of the, uh, like he said, as a Jesus and all that. When we talk about missions, when we talk about missions, it comes from the Latin word missio dei. And it means the mission of God or the sending of God. When we go to the Greek, we have what we call apostello. It means to send, to send forth, apostello. Apostello is a, a verb. But when you take the noun, it becomes apostolos. And out of the apostolos, we get apostles. So the 12 apostles and all that, it means they were 12 messengers because they were sent by Jesus to go and preach the word. Hallelujah. That is by way of missions. Now, missions is a partnership between God and his church to reconcile the world to himself. What did God do? God did that most difficult part. He gave his son Jesus to us that through him we can get salvation. So he has done his part. What is our part? Our part is to yield ourselves and go and propagate the gospel. So missions is what? A partnership. And on top of that, he has given us a very powerful resource. God is not a wicked God. When he was giving us the assignment to go and preach, he didn't leave us like that. He gave us the Holy Spirit. Other people will say the Holy Ghost to empower us to go out and do the missions. Now, I want us to look at the DNA of a missions-minded church. In other words, when you dissect a missions-minded church, what will you find inside? Number one, a missions-minded church is united. When you read verses 32 to 35, let me take 32 to 35 again of Acts chapter 4. 
He said that now the multitude of those who believed were of one heart and one soul. Neither did anyone say that any of the things he possessed was his own, but they all had things in common. And with great power, the apostles gave witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them all. Nor was there anyone among them who lacked, for all who were possessors of lands or houses sold them and brought the proceeds of the things they were, that were sold, and laid them at the apostles' feet, and they distributed to each and anyone, they distributed to each as anyone had need. A missions-minded church is united. Now, they are united in the sense that, number one, a, they, they share all things. They share all things. And so when you go to a missions-minded church, you will not be able to find out who works at uh, VRA and who works with Zoom Lion. They shared all things. And then B, they cared for each other. Now, I don't know about glory, but in many of the churches, when you go, you see different classes. They sit together. Those who are bankers and are, you know, uh, the, 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 the uh, eight to five working class, you see them at one place because they speak one language. And those who are struggling, the, the, the electricians who are struggling, the masons and those who do the bad day, you see them also at one place. A missions-minded church cares for each other. Hallelujah. So that is the first characteristic of a, a missions-minded church. Two, a missions-minded church is a praying church. It's a praying church. I'm not talking about the kind of prayer that these days they pray, oh, die, die, die. These days when you go and stand behind somebody's window, all you hear is die, 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 die. Killing witches left, right, center, rough, rough. But what they forget is that when they die, or suffer, their witchcraft, they don't take it away. What do they do? They give back pass. Back pass with correct data that this was the project I was working on. I was working on Pastor Prince's last born. And so now that I'm going, make sure that he doesn't finish JHS. Even if he finishes JHS, make sure that SS3, he will be repeated. Correct data. And then they hand over. So the person you have killed is dead. But the problem will not be solved. Hallelujah. A missions-minded church prays. Let's look at Acts chapter 13, verse 2 and 3. 2 and 3 says that, And as they ministered to the Lord and fasted, what happened? The Holy Spirit said, Separate to me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. Then having fasted and prayed, hey, again, no. Have you noticed that? Verse 2, they fasted and prayed. No, no, number 3. Haven't fasted and prayed and laid hands on them, they sent them away. Emphasis. Verse 2, they fasted and prayed. Verse 3, they fasted and what? Prayed. A missions-minded church prays. And not just any other prayer like I said, die, 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 and God, this time around, God, let me get employment. And those who are praying for husbands and wives, they go to God with all the specification. The person should be either six feet with six packs, if not six, four. 
I can manage um, a fancy. They go to God with all. No, I'm not talking about those prayers. They are praying for souls. They are praying that, oh God, two billion people in this world are going to die and they are going to hell. Father, in the name of Jesus, snatch them from the fire. Bring them to the saving knowledge of Christ. They pray. Hallelujah. That is the, one of the uh, uh, DNA, the characteristics of a missions-minded church. They pray. We'll come back to the prayer. Number three, a missions-minded church is a going church. They just don't pray and sit. They pray and what? They pray and what? They pray and go. And we saw that in the verse the verse um, Acts 13, 4 and 5. The three. It said that then having prayed and fasted and laid hands on them, they sent them away. Hallelujah. They sent them away. And that is a missions-minded church. They are not just concerned about prayer, 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 prayer. They are not just concerned about, oh, we are learning the word of God. We are learning how to evangelize and we don't go. Some time back, I read an article about, it was not an article. I think they were trying to um, com- I mean, convince uh, Christians to go into evangelism. It's, it's a book by Watchman Nee. He said that, oh, some Christians somewhere sat, they, they had a conference. And they were discussing uh, why evangelism has reduced and missions has almost stored and all that. They had conferences, brought powerful preachers from far and near. They came and did presentations, PowerPoint, everything on point, shared brochures, had break for everything. After the conference, all the people that came were in their churches discussing what was discussed at the conference. For one month, they were discussing two months. In fact, long story short, at the end of the year, they were still discussing what had been discussed at the conference. And some were punching holes and making arguments about what the, uh, some of the conference speakers came to speak about and all that. So at the end of the day, was the conference effective? Did the conference achieve its uh, motive? It has become a talk shop. But a missions-minded church, after the prayer, they go. Hallelujah. They go with the word. They don't go to the places that have already heard the word of God. You saw uh, the introduction. We are spending more money in the parts of the world that have established churches and have Christians already doing evangelism. That is where some of the missionaries come. When missionaries come to Ghana, sometimes I'm like, ah, a country at least, you let's say we are not even, the 70%, we are not even correct. At least we have heard the word of God and we have made a decision. Meanwhile, we have missionaries coming. As for those who bring medical care, I don't have a problem with them. But those who come and they are not coming to preach to, uh, Pastor Prince, and uh, they are coming to pray to me. Somebody who has spent years at Pajo praying, you don't know Pajo, he is not a man, he's, he's, a, he's, a, he's a stadium. Pajo is not a person, it's a stadium. People that have already spent time 
going to villages. Uh, let me leave the pulpit and say this one. We went to a village. In fact, the village, even for, forget about your mobile phones. Even watches had no reception there. Forget about your mobile phones. Hallelujah. People had have spent time going to villages and doing evangelism. These missionaries come again. I don't know what they come to do. They come here. Instead of focusing on the areas that have not heard the word of God. And it's a serious matter. From the statistics, this is even as far back as 2021. Two years ago, two billion people have not heard. So, yes, Jesus will come. But the rate at which we are doing our stuff, two billion people. The whole world, we are now 7.9 billion people. And two billion people have not heard the word of God. And look at how long it has taken us to evangelize to about uh, uh, 4 billion plus, or let's say 5 billion plus. From the time Jesus died, resurrected, and went to heaven, look at how long it has taken us. Do you think if we don't step up, we'll be alive to witness the, the, the rapture? Oh, hello. A missions-minded church. A missions-minded church is a giving church. Aha, uh -huh, you thought I would not go there. I'm going there. A missions-minded church is a giving church. They give. You read in the verse uh, Acts 4, 36 and 37. Let me go over. 36, 37. And Joseph, who was also named Barnabas by the apostles, which is translated son of encouragement, a Levite of the country of Cyprus, Having sold land, or having land, sold it and brought the money and laid it at the apostles' feet. He had land. He sold the land and brought the money to the apostles. And what were the apostles doing with the money? They were just sending people. Hey, uh, uh, Saul, now you are converted. Go, go to this place. Barnabas, go. They give. Now, I will talk about money. You can also give other things. You can give your time. You can give your talent. In this 21st century, if you want to have effective missions and you take money out of it, you will struggle. I'm not saying it's impossible, but you will struggle. Tell me what you can do with that money. Any volunteer, what can you do today with that money? If you are going to evangelize, how will you get there in the first place? I will come to people groups in Ghana, unreached people groups in Ghana that have not heard the word of God before. Unreached people groups. The Ligbi, some of the Fulani, and all those people. When we say a people group is, un, is unreached, it doesn't, mean, it doesn't mean that we don't know them. All. We know them, but less than 2% of their entire population are Christians. Less than 2%. We have about 19 different unreached group people in Ghana. Less than 2% of their population have heard about Christ. In Ghana here, not Burkina Faso. And we are here in Accra, the center of town, complaining about ECG. ECG for the BNO Medun Kanyan. Complaining now they've increased DSTV charges. Look at what we are complaining about. 
and the government, and the government, yes, I know haircuts, now skin cuts in Naba. But souls are perishing, souls are dying. We need to give. Now, Americans spend more money on Halloween costumes for their pets. I believe we all know what Halloween is. Halloween. Do we know Halloween? Uh, where does it stay? Halloween. Where, where, where does it stay? <laughs> Halloween is um, like what we do during uh, uh, Christmas. This uh, eh? fancy dressing. You dress. Then they'll be dancing in the traffic, taking money. Ankos. The third people will say Ankos. Halloween, America, they have a particular day that they set aside, that this is Halloween day. The money they spend in buying those cacao uh, to be dresses, no? it is more than the money that the whole world puts together to send people to go and tell people about Jesus. Can you imagine? Meanwhile, we are believers. What do we spend our money on? Latest iPhone. Please, iPhone is a good phone. Samsung is a good phone. Techno, uh, Sajem, and uh, Infinix, Huawei. Yes, I, I won't go there. I won't say anything about that. But what do you spend your money on? Hello? Please ask your neighbor, what do you spend your money on? I'll go to the ladies. Some of them, when you enter their rooms, the wardrobe is already broken because the number of clothes in the wardrobe. Ah, am I telling lies? Every shoe goes with... No, every, the other way around. Every dress goes with a shoe. And there's a session for wigs. I won't come to bags. Wigs, wig. Um, uh, Brazilian hair, Peruvian hair, Human hair, uh, synthetic hair. Oh, I know inside. I know inside. And the bags, the bags. The bags. First, it used to be small bags. Now, fashion has changed, so now it's big bags. A bag I saw, or suffer, my car battery can enter that bag. Very, very big bag. We spend money on all these things. I'm not saying it's bad, though. Bible says that a false balance is an abomination unto God. We spend money, 300 cities every month, DSTV subscription. Uh, am I lying? Every month, 300 cities. Ana yatum. Yatum. It's what? 325. The devil is a liar. Every month, 325. We pay so we can watch our EPL and watch our El Clasico. The guys, I'm coming there. PS5. I'm going there. You go and trade in your PS4 and then you add small, then you upgrade you to PS5. Every day you are looking, Charlie, you get, Charlie, you get the, the drivers, Charlie, you get so many things, new laptops. 
the missions-minded church gives. And they give towards missions, not just any other thing, missions. If you can't go, your money can go for you. You can give your time. God bless you, my brother. If you give me a background, I like it, pa. There's no wall you won't kick down. Lie you won't tear down. Coming after me. You give me that background. You can give your time. The gentleman playing the drums with all his energy. You think he's not going to be blessed? You think as for him there, he comes for rehearsals. He doesn't have anything doing, so he will come for rehearsals. Come and stand here. Mosquitoes will bite him. And God will not bless him. Ah. Galatians 6, 7. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man soweth, the same you reap. And God is not unjust to forget your work and your labor of love. In that you have ministered to the saints and continue to minister. As you spend time in the presence of God, you think God will not reward you? Hello? On the giving part, also, I remember, you know, and we executives, we plan it that way. We plan fundraising in such a, 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 a way that by the time your snitch loan hits your account, that same week we'll do fundraising. KNUSAGCF. I've said it. We will, we, will, we will find out, no, as for loan, no, this week the Ebetum. And students are so smart. If you don't plan it well, and you wait for two weeks after the loan, oh, Emrana or the Akoto Bibi. So that same week the SNIT loan entered the account. And then we brought, I remember, Reverend uh, uh, Mbabacha. Mbabacha. The man came to Obitra where it be I took all the loan and put it inside the offering bowl. And you know what I told God? I told God, God, I'm in final year. I'm coming to finish school. I don't want to worry about job. I don't want to worry about job. And I say due to the glory of God, the Lord has been faithful. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. This is my fourth job. My fourth job. When I completed, it was some scratches here and there. Nine months, no job. And for electrical engineer, nine months, there is news. Those days, electrical engineer, within a month or two, you'll get a job. Nine months, no job. And I was reminding God, God, remember, remember. Remember the villages we went to. Remember the monies we have sold into your kingdom. After the nine months, first job. I think four months later, I got another job and they were offering me double what I was taking here. So what will I do? Young man who is hungry. I left this one and went that, uh, I, I took that particular job. And then so far, four jobs. And all of them, it's not as if they are doing you a favor. It's not as if you, I went to beg or I went to ask for a favor or whatever. I see the advert. The first, uh, the, the, the first job, um, I think I saw it on the net. Applied. Did normal interview. All my jobs. I say this to the, I'm, I'm behind the, uh, the, the, the pulpit. If I'm saying something which is untrue, I'll, I'll stand here and say it. Mean be beer for anything. God has been faithful. And we gave our time on campus. 
we also gave our talent. A missions-minded church. Now, we will look at a very effective strategy. Somebody will tell me that, Osofo, I, I, I do a five to eight every day. And my leave days to, I am not the one who determines, I, I don't determine when I go on leave. What can I also do? I want to go on missions. We'll look at that. We'll look at that. Now, how do we develop a missions-minded church? I don't want you to think of you to think of church as a missions-minded church begins with a missions-minded church member. Please tell your neighbor. A missions-minded church begins with a missions-minded church member. A missions-minded church begins with a missions-minded church member. The work is not for Pastor Prince and uh, us of Mami Comfort alone. What can they, I mean, apart from covering you spiritually and praying for you, what can they do? Hello? And when you read Matthew 28, 19, the, the, the call to go, it was not to Pastor Prince and uh, Mama Comforto alone. It was to everybody. Let me read. Maybe you say that I, I paraphrase it. Let me read from the Bible. He said that, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. And I told you, he gave us power. As we are going, every opposition, whether it is resistance or reactance or impedance, he has given you power eh, to push them aside and do his work. He is not a wicked father. He is sending you to the bush and he hasn't given you any weapon to, uh, to defend yourself. He has given you more than a knife, more than a cutlass. He has given you more than a gun. He has given you power. Because he knows that the enemy will oppose you. So he has given us the power. So the first point, how to develop a missions-minded church. We have to pray for the power. A missions-minded individual, you have to pray for the power and the heart for missions. Prayer. It begins with prayer. The account in Acts chapter 2. Jesus told them to wait in the upper room. Doing what? What were they doing in the upper room? They were praying. And then Bible said that and suddenly they heard the sound as of a mighty rushing wind. And the Bible said they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And they began to speak in tongues. And they could visually see cloven tongues of fire on everybody's head. Prayer. 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 Now when you pray to God, God will give you the unction. He will give you the... The Holy Spirit is already inside you. Yes, it's already inside you. But until there is an overflow, the urge to go out will not be there. Hello? 
Look at Peter, a very timid fisherman. A young girl was telling him, you, I saw you. You were one of those. That man, I don't even know him. Is he even an Israelite? I've not even seen him before. When the power came upon him, he, he became the spokesman, the chief spokesman of the group. Can you imagine? Power. And he spoke boldly to the extent that they were threatened. Don't preach or speak in this name again. And then he was telling them, ah, Mopa, tell us, is it better to please God or to please you? Hey, the people that have just lashed you, you are telling them that you judge for yourselves. And it all begins with the Holy Spirit. How to develop a missions mandate? It begins with prayer. Pray for power and pray for a heart for missions. Hallelujah. I will, I will truncate the sermon at a point and we'll pray. Hallelujah. We'll pray for power. We'll pray for a heart for missions. Hallelujah. So it begins with prayer. Pray for a heart for missions. Now, we need to educate and encourage the congregation about missions. I wouldn't want to speak so much here because people have been encouraged so much. People have come and they have preached better sermons than what I'm preaching. They have given you better exegesis. But we still remain here. We still remain here. So we need education, we need encouragement. It's also important. And then number three, we need to provide opportunities. And thank God I heard about Missions 2023. And I heard something about uh, something 360. Um, <laughs> uh, I think that 360, you have to divide it by two. Because if you... A complete circle is 360. So you are moving and you are coming back to the same point. So the 360 needs to be divided by two. Where are the mathematicians? Right? 180. That's a complete revolution. Uh, no, not a complete. A, a complete 10. A complete direction. If you are here and you are facing this way now, that's a 180. We need to create opportunities. So now that they have made this opportunity available, my brother, my sister, Fahu Jim, you are not the only one who works in the bank. You are not the only manager here. You are not the only doctor here. We know you are busy, but you make time for the things you love. You make time for the things you love. This morning, you are spoken to the people you wanted to speak to on phone, through of us. You have watched the things you wanted to watch, true or false. And this evening, some, some guys here will make time and go and watch their classical. Even though they have an assignment to deliver tomorrow, they will make time and watch the 90 minutes and do all the argument. Real Madrid, they are now, uh, they are not doing well. Barcelona, the referees are now uh, uh, doing them a favor and all that. Do everything we want to do. I've come to the point that if somebody tells you I'm not available and the person will be in Ghana, then two things. Either the person is not too committed or, or I don't know. 
Because I have, I have, I have come to this. That people who always make time for the things they want to make time for. During the inauguration of uh, our general superintendent, people flew millions, I mean, no, not millions, hundreds, thousands of miles to come to Ghana. Some of us were in Ghana. In fact, we, in, we, we live at Latebi Okoshi, but we didn't even go. So it's all about what you think is valuable, what makes value for you. Hello? Oh, hello? Uh, are you angry with me? Not yet. Huh? So as I conclude, I want us to make, I mean, spend some time in prayer. To be effective in missions, we need the power of the Holy Ghost. We also need to make time for God's work. We always make time for the things we really love. So as I conclude, I would like to ask you, what do you really love? What do you really love? And you see, some two will come with this explanation. Oh, I am young. I have more time. Pastor Prince and uh, uh, he asked for them. I said they had time to do other things and now they are telling us to go, to go, to go, to go. You think you have more time? The earthquake that happened in Turkey, I understand it lasted for only four minutes. True or false? Oh, 45 seconds. Oh, the four minutes in the also. 45 seconds. And I checked this morning, over 44,000 people died through no fault of this. Some of them professors, doctors, footballers. Money is not a problem. So please, don't think you have time like that too. The race of life is not a linear curve. You know a linear curve? The slope is always a perfect number. It's not a linear curve. It has asymptotes and it... Forget about that. <laughs> so, don't think you have more time. Those 45 seconds, people's lives have been changed. Children whose parents, I mean, who are attending international schools, they are now orphans. Wives whose husbands were business tycoons, they are now widows. Husbands whose wives were I mean, they are everything. They are now widowers. God forbid, but anything can happen. So don't think you have time. And I will say again, you have time for the things you really love. So don't tell me you are busy. You do 8 to 5 every day and you work in Accra. By the time you come to Tema, you are tired. Or Adiasa. You can always slip missions into your shadow. Missions is just telling somebody about Jesus. Telling somebody about Jesus. We make adverts for companies. I am sure somebody has told somebody about the new search engine. 
the new AI, artificial intelligent uh, uh, search engine, and you have explained, spent hours explaining to somebody. You have been spending time talking to somebody about chat GPT. Talking about the newest software. Oh, as for this one, Charlie, it be cool, crowd. It be fast. Telling people or teaching people Excel and all that. We can use that same time to slip in a word or two about Christ. Hello? Oh, please don't be quiet on me. Hello? So missions is not just one event that we have planned that, oh, as for today, yeah, commissions. That one is good. But I have seen that for missions to be effective, you have to slip it into your daily routine. Every opportunity you get, tell somebody about Jesus. Gone were the days when we used to do dumb broadcasts. You wake up early in the morning and in your area, you tell somebody about Jesus. Today is all about rights. You are making noise. I will report you to EPA. Hey! You are disturbing. Meanwhile, the, the, the blue kiosk, the drinking spots, they play music and close at 12 p.m. 12 a.m. Nobody complains. It is time for us to go back to those days. Hello? If you are shy, get up early in the morning, do your dumb broadcast. And when I get up in the air, some people will come and snatch my phone. Ah, who said you need phone for dumb broadcast? Print paper, print paper like this. Your scriptures, everything on it. If they want the paper, let them come and take the paper. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus.